O-M. Me. I came in like a wrecking ball. Hello, my children. McLeod. Warning. Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Another episode of Supernatural The Crossroads on Rain Man Digital Crossroads 003. I am your host, Thomas Cowley. Joined with me today is Ryan Denton, who's been gone for far too long. Hey guys, what's up? And Michael Flores. Hello. And today we're talking about Season 13, Episode 6, Tombstone. Written by Davey Perez and directed by Nina Lopez Corrado. I can't roll my R's, I apologize. Corrado. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. You're welcome. I'm very cultured. <laughs> Uh, this week was a bit of a change for us. We've had five episodes nonstop about the emotional drama of the season, the main myth arc, and this was the first episode that we've taken a little bit of a break, little back, little break, a, a yeah. little back step to be a traditional monster of the week episode. But in traditional supernatural fashion, we still get a little bit of the main story at the beginning yeah. and at the end. And this episode picked up, which is kind of rare for supernatural, except for like mid-season finales and premieres. It picked up right after or right at the end of Advanced Thanatology and where that one left off with right. the return of Castiel. It's, correct me if I'm wrong, but have we been picking up pretty much where we left off since the last three or four episodes of last season? Relatively, yeah. yeah I mean, it's only a been a couple of weeks, maybe like a week, week and a half. It's been very close. Yeah, which is rare for the show because usually, like we've said, the finale to premiere will be like a day, but then it's weeks in between already by episode two and three. Yeah. And by doing that, like more serialized like that, it um, it helps maintain the emotions, which is I mean, that's exactly what they've been doing. That's been a huge driving force for yeah. the season has been the emotional yeah. element, the emotional fallout of the events of season 12, which which perfectly mirrors to me the fan reaction after that season 12 finale with the death of Crowley, Cass, loss of Mary Winchester loss of Kelly Klein, even if you weren't a huge fan of her character, you still, that episode was full of death. Well, I just like that they've done this, you know, now pretty often, but they, they've left off right after an episode. And it's not like we don't get a big time in between episodes, you know, like, or I just like that. They, they say, Oh, you know, here's Castiel. And the next episode starts exactly where that one left off. And I like that because personally, like sometimes do like the jumps in time really kill it for me. Well, see, some, yeah, sometimes the jumps in time are annoying, but for me, it's more when, and this is a perfect example of that, it ruins it for me when we jump from what should have been an emotional connection moment. Right. Had exactly. we not seen Cass and Dean embrace after the events of episode five, and we just jump straight to the bunker, 
I would be like, well, wait, wait, well, what the fuck? That I want to see that moment. Yeah, you know, I want to see that bromance, those you know, single man tier moment. That's, so that's pretty bromancy for sure. So I like that we picked up right where we left off, and and to Mike's point, it's been nice because we've been so close knit to the events from the end of season twelve to now. It's mm-hmm. only been again a week, maybe two, depending on how they exactly categorize things, but. It's been intense, and I I enjoy that because it doesn't feel like it lets up, even though this episode did in a little bit of a sense. Right. Now, with this episode, we also start seeing the kind of the turn of the tide for Jack and what that's going to mean for him moving forward. And we're going to get into it here in a minute. But to me, this if, if that didn't signal that, Mike, you were exactly right as to your prediction for Jack's character, for the start of this villain that we were going to see. I don't know what does, because that was pretty on point to me. The end of this episode. Uh, I mean, I, like that, that's the start of this. It's like the kickoff point. And I, it, the thing is, dude, like I think Mike, you Mike called it, you know, he said he's, he's going to make these decisions based on wanting to do the right thing. And it's the complete opposite. And, and, for the wrong reason for the wrong reason and it, and you can see it here even with the the way the episode ended and what you know we'll get into it when we talk about it but it's just it, it, there's it's a lot tough, man there's a lot feeding into that like it's not just it's it's bigger than the anakin skywalker scenario yeah it's 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 actually a little more dynamic even than that like yes you have that comparison comparison but then you also have the fact that there's a lot of self-hatred there. He does not like himself. He doesn't trust himself. It's not just he thinks he's trying to do that right thing or he's trying to do the right thing. Or selfishness. It's an identity crisis. Right. And unfortunately, I think the damage is done. Uh, people might get mad at me for saying that. But <laughs> Dean's entire way he dealt with him for the opening three, four episodes, three or four episodes because of the way he reacted to him. Right. Jack immediately became withdrawn and started to dislike himself. All he knows in this world is Dean and Sam. Yeah. And 50% of the people he knows hate his guts, hate him. And then the other is afraid of him, which is what we saw this week with Sam. And that's huge. Yeah. So he's, it's going to be more than just, Hey, I'm fighting against this internal um, evilness. It's more than just Lucifer where he's just a bad seed. Jack isn't a bad seed. It's more than bad influences, too. Right. It, it has a lot more to do with what happened to him and how people are going to interact with him moving forward. They always say that kids can be easily molded and damaged at a very young age, and it's very hard to repair that. Yeah. So if they're going with that line of thought and that line of reasoning, it makes a lot of sense. You know, and I think it reminds me of, an, I'll get into it a little bit later, but it reminds me of another show where Sometimes we embrace the persona, the identity that so many other people put on us. Whether or not we actually want to or believe in that, sometimes people, you know, if you think I'm a monster, then I'll be the monster. Look at me on this show, dude. I embrace that I'm an idiot. (laughs) You know, like I know I'm an idiot. So I just embrace it on the show. Right? No. (laughs) (laughs) You can make that comparison. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. Like you said, Mike, there is a lot more that goes into this. There's, it's a lot more dynamic than Anakin's just kind of, I want to help people, but I clearly have a, issues with morality and, and you know, leadership and selfish and, decisions. Right. 
Jax is a lot more nuanced than that. So I'm excited to see where it goes, but I, I definitely feel like this is the first step in that. But mm-hmm. on the other side of the coin, we do get to see Happy Dean, which a lot of people have been complaining that Dean is too morose, too sad, too fucking depressing, really, in these last few episodes. And we've gone into lengths about that discussion as to why, from a writing standpoint, that works and why it makes sense. And trying to put yourself in his shoes, if you had gone through the same amount of loss that he just did, now we get to see the other side of that coin where he gets to be a little bit happier. It's, It's a little bit of a funny episode in some respects, but there are some questions that come with that. Is it too much of a shift right away? Some people disagree as to whether or not he should be happy. And I think there's a lot that can be drawn from Sam's reaction to the whole thing. Yeah, Sam kind of called it out. He did. He flat he did. out. He absolutely it out. did. Yeah. And I think for the right reasons, because when you hear how depressed and how quickly someone is to borderline attempt suicide, and then like a day later, not even, they're a completely different person. I. Would anybody believe that? No. Would anybody believe that? That's that one wound, hell of a mood swing. Would that mood and wound close so quickly? Even if hypothetically you had someone come back from the dead, would you not be more like Sam, who's a little more hesitant, a little more skeptical? And, and Dean just goes right into it. And yeah, but we know. I mean, the thing is, we know that Dean wears his emotions on his sleeve. And honestly, that's not that much big. Honestly, for me, that's not that big of a shift for me. Like. Like you said, someone came back from the dead. Yeah. Like, that's that's huge, man. Yeah, and he even said it before the closing out of last week's episode. He said he needs a win, and he said it this episode. This yeah. was a win. Having Castiel back on the team yep. is a win. So, yes, is it going to take away from your the emotional despair that you find yourself Absolutely. in? Absolutely. It'll help put a Band-Aid on it temporarily. But right. does that mean it's fixed? Exactly. And that's what Ryan was alluding to. This is something Dean has done throughout the past 13 years. He he puts on a facade. Yep. How many times has he done that? I'm not saying he isn't happy. He isn't feeling it. But at the same time, this is a temporary he win. He wears for him. a lot of masks. Yeah, it's only a matter regard. of time before he starts thinking about his mom and the position they're going to find themselves in really soon and that it's all going to crumble around him. Well, That's we, what happens all the yeah. time with Dean. And the fact that Cass came back means there are a lot. This opens a lot of other questions. It's not, well, Cass is back. Mom's still dead. No worries about that. We're just going to move on. You you have to, if Cass can come back from literally nothingness, the empty, then should not anything be possible? And are you going to give up at that point? Or do right. you continue to move forward? And there was an article from TVLine.com that kind of goes into this, speaking with Jens, Jared and Jensen, talking about Castiel's miraculous homecoming is a big morale boost for Dean, who has kind of given up, so to speak. After suffering a multitude of losses, Jared Ackles shared during TV Line's recent view to the Van, uh, show's Vancouver set. So the return of Cass has ignited that fire again. He's got some hope and motivation to dig a little deeper and see what we can figure out in terms of getting Mom Mary back from the apocalypse world. But if Cass can come back from the great beyond, then maybe there's a few other people that shouldn't have been written off, Ackles said. And it does bring up some questions as to who could potentially come back. And I feel like while that sounds fun at first, there's a couple key people that should show up again. Yeah. And there's a host of people 
that if you bring them back, that becomes the fan fiction we were afraid of happening with the bizarro apocalypse world. It, it, it's too much, dude. You've got we talked about this before, but you, you've got to do it the right way. And if you just yeah. you make this some kind of like willy nilly, anybody could come back type thing. It it and your dog's back to life. Yeah, your mom it, never it, died it, ever. And dude, fuck it, it it just becomes then it becomes a a, a comedy ridiculous bullshit that just well, there's you, no stakes then. Yeah, it, it's got to be done correctly. And 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 we talked about it. If they bring back people the wrong way, where it's going to be like, oh god, here we go again. But I think it, if they do it right and they bring back, like you said, Thomas, the right people for the right reasons, then it makes sense. So they just got to be careful. I mean, if they do it all willy nilly and just fucking everybody starts coming back, it's like, well, fuck, you know, who isn't going to come back? Then what was the point of so much sacrifice over the years? Exactly. What was the point of the threat of the apocalypse and Leviathans and the darkness if it can just be, eh, we're fine? Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. Yeah. Everyone's back. So I think they do have to be very careful with that moving forward. Yep. Uh, and says, while Dean is a little less questioning of Cass's mysterious resurrection, he's thinking more along the lines of, I don't care how it happened. We got our buddy back. Sam, however, is a bit more skeptical. Uh, Jared Pavlik, he says, Sam is really looking to find out what happened and how it happened. Uh, an intellectual curiosity isn't the only thing driving the younger Winchester. Sam still wants mom back. And heck, if we can start calling out who we want back, I'm sure there's a lot of people Sam wouldn't mind to bring back. So I think Dean is relieved to have what that win he's looking for and to have his buddy back. Sam is like, okay, it's great. I agree. But you know, the other shoe is probably going to drop. Yeah. And especially with a, with a situation like the big, like the empty. Yeah. yeah. Where all angels and demons reside. We're dealing with a cosmic entity. They need to stash it away they got to find a way to make it not work in the winchester's favor yeah otherwise there will be no stakes so we we've said this since i don't know how long since there were rumors that chuck was coming back right as god in 10 we yeah. kept saying bring god back but they need to find a way to get rid of them because god is on the winchester side and you can't have this ultimate being on the side of the winchesters and there all the time now we have the same situation with the cosmic entity. Now Castiel can be brought back by a beckoning of, of Jack. Not that Jack is the one who actually resurrected him, but awaken. He awakens him. It yeah. creates a lot of what ifs. Well, why don't you do this then? Why don't you do that then? So why don't I'm you bring sure, my favorite characters back? Yeah. And right. that's why I like this article because it, it kind of gives the, the reader an inside look into what the, the writers plan to do and that this isn't like something that they just at half cock said yeah this seems like a good idea this will this will fix this problem because i think they're well aware they're well aware of the potential issues it could it could also bring in and this is something that we've kind of talked about a little bit that the writers for this season definitely seem to be more on the same page more of a cohesive idea as to what they want from the season, a better understanding of the characters. And I, I honestly feel like had we gotten this kind of concept last year, I'd be very afraid. I feel like this season they have their ducks in a row. They, they kind of know where they want things to progress. But it, it is very dangerous territory we're stepping into. So, uh, Also, guys, don't forget that thanks to USAopoly, we have access to the Supernatural Save Your Souls card game. 
Join the hunt with your favorite characters from the TV series Supernatural with the Supernatural Save Your Souls card game. Each round, you will team up with an iconic hunter, angel, or the king of hell himself. But beware, if you don't choose wisely, you may lose your soul. And, Ryan, you weren't here. I'm not sure if you listened. I saw, because I haven't opened it yet, but I saw on the back of the package, uh, Claire is a card with a value assigned to her. Do you want to Hopefully her value is negative three. A little higher than that. Negative two. It's a one. (laughs) She's not worth anything. I just think that's a fun little bit of information Uh. for Ryan. So again, guys, you can get this at USAopoly.com or available through Hot Topic. Supernatural Save Your Souls card game. Check it out. Now, I think we can just jump straight into it with this episode. Again, written by Davy Perez and directed by Nina Lopez Corrado. Or or Ryan, can you give me a rolling R's and then the synopsis? Corrado. Thank you. You're very, (laughs) very welcome. Uh, Synopsis for this one. Following Castiel's return, Jack finds a case that brings the Winchesters, Cass, and Jack face-to-face with a famous outlaw from the Old West. Now, this is the first episode written by Davy Perez for this season. Last ones we had from him were American Nightmare, Stuck in the Middle with You, and Somewhere Between Heaven and Hell, all of which we were fans of. All big yeah, episodes we liked. Yeah, good episodes. Solid episodes. And this one, it is a, a little bit different than what he had been doing, at least as far as what I remember distinctly from him. This is more of a monster of the week in, in pretty much every sense, except for the little touches at the very end and the very beginning. And I, again... I love how this episode started right where we left off. I I really don't like time jumps where I miss what I feel like would be critical interactions between characters. Like there's a reveal that so-and-so's back and then we cut to, oh yeah, everything's fine. We had that really awkward conversation out of the way off screen. Yeah. I fucking hate that. But then at the same time, they were able to, because I'm not a fan of flashbacks, but the way they started this episode off with that teaser, yeah. they were still able, that was cool. through a writing gimmick, to give us that opening classic Supernatural Monster of the Week teaser, and then they backtrack to the moment that we needed to see. So they didn't, they didn't forego, you know, the intrigue or the much needed teaser that TV right. shows need, that inciting incident. But they didn't let it ruin the pacing of the story where we left it yeah, off. It was a good decision. And we get to see Castiel's return, as we said, the single man tier bromance yep. moment between the bro bromance between Dean and Cass, which you know, it's it's surprising that after so many years and so much fucking heartache that you can still have these moments where it, it hits right, right in the, the feels, dude. Yeah, it, it's weird, man. I think uh, you go that long and and you feel like you've seen everything, you know, in a show that's been on that long. And like, dude, bringing someone back like that and like it's it still it still punches you right in the face, man. Like it's crazy how they can do that with a show that's been on air for so, so long and still punch. Like you said, punch you right in the feels, man. Crazy. Now, the big question we had going into this reveal was, is this the Castiel we know and love or is this a different version? And it's a little I, I think it's very much the Castiel we know and love, but I think the reasons as to why he's back have to be a little bit more complicated than what we're led to believe. Right. Yeah, yeah especially after that article and what it said about Sam wanting to investigate the how, other shoe dropping. Yeah, there's something to it. We missed a big chunk for the time being, of what happened between Castiel annoying the cosmic entity and the cosmic entity making the decision to 
free him from the empty. There's something that we're going to yeah. find out. There's going to be there has to there's going to be a reveal. And of course, we we have to find that story for Castiel. We have to find the stakes for Castiel and where he fits in and it's going to all harken back to the empty and the cosmic entity. I think it has to. I mean, he does himself it's too seem easy. shocked. It's too easy as well. He's like, "Holy fuck, that worked?" Like that's how he comes across in the very beginning of this episode and I feel like that's how a lot of us feel because this this elder unknowable thing is just annoyed enough to send him back because Dude, that's, that's just not that, how it works. That man. Has, nothing has as Dean himself says, when has it ever been that simple? So I think you're right. I think that'll kind of come into play as to either events in this season directly tied to Jack or Castiel's plot line for this season. We still don't know all the details behind how he came back. Yeah, and I and I'm and I'm definitely for giving Castiel a subplot that's that can definitely be tied back to the main narrative of the season. Uh, we always know that we struggle with Castiel, not meaning we dislike him. We really like Castiel. He's yeah, just yeah. as important to us as Sam and Dean. But sometimes they find air. They don't. They struggle to find the right. He's area poorly utilized. We're, very we're always often. we're always trying to find a way to, nerf like him. you said, nerf him or utilize him in a way that makes sense. And I think. You know, look, in the world of Supernatural, nothing is this fucking easy. So at the end of the day, this is going to have some type of repercussion, and we don't know what it is yet. Yeah. Hands down. Even if Castiel is not directly connected right now to the Sam and Dean storyline because of his connection with Jack, I think we are safe to say that they have a pretty definitive idea for Castiel this year and the part he's going to play. I think they have to, not only because of his importance to Jack as a father figure, but because of his return and connection to the empty, I mean, at this moment, Castiel's potentially the most important person mm-hmm. to the story. The empty, he has the answers or at least is involved with what that has to do with anything. And he's a pivotal role model figure for Jack. Very pivotal. And he's the only Jack only knows, as we've said, three people, Cass, Sam and Dean. But Sam and Dean are people. Yeah. You know, Jack is half angel. Castiel, that's why he's asking him questions like, what's heaven like? Is it nice there? My mom's there. Like, he's wanting to talk to him because that's the only other person he's has any relatable qualities with in his life. I mean, it's like a big brother slash father figure that finally returned home. Wouldn't you yeah. want to establish a connection with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just the way they're using Castiel already. If you look at what they did with Castiel, the fact that he was awoken by yes. Jack's calling him, his beckoning, that alone adds to Jack's story. It creates questions. It poses questions for the audience. How strong is Jack? Did Jack resurrect him? Did he simply wake him up from a from a, a form of stasis that all angels and demons find themselves in as they did in fact allude to? There's so much that was said about Jack by fi- and this goes this is a testament to I feel the focus writing this year. And whether or not this is one of your top episodes is besides the point. We're looking at the bigger picture, the bigger story. We're not specifically talking about this episode right now. But it it goes back to showing you the focus of the writing this year and how there is a true purpose because everything's set up. They're setting up those domino pieces and they're all going to fall and collapse into one another. You have the you have Jack now directly connected to the cosmic entity. What does this mean that he can actually call and wake somebody up? Right. This is these are all things that will come back. They're not just stating these things for for shits and giggles. 
And I don't think they're saying that he's as strong as God or he's stronger than God. I know there were some complaints out there. I saw a bunch of people on the hashtag saying, what is, uh, what is, so Jack uh, is stronger than God. He can, no, he can resurrect not, yeah. okay. Castiel. And I, and I, I don't Hold sometimes, on. <laughs> well, do people not watch the TV show? Because that's yeah, not no, what happened. He was not resurrected by Jack. Jack simply woke him up. Yeah. Now here's, and there is a little bit of confusion as far as I'm concerned with some of that, but not because of Jack. I agree. He only woke him up. All we saw was that Castiel awoke in the empty. He was not removed from that. Whether or not we want, you think that the empty, the void, the cosmic entity is the only thing that has power in there. Castiel says as much himself. God does not have power in this realm. That's something that I have questions about as to where are the yeah. lines. Where do the lines get drawn between the cosmic yeah. entity and God and Amara? I think a, a fair way to look at it and how it's set up is much like Greek and Roman mythology. There are different areas yeah. Yeah, 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 that yeah. people are in charge of. God is in charge of the cosmos. He creates, but this creature is in charge of this little pocket dimension. Yeah. And it's not saying he's more, he's, he's not potentially more powerful than god it's just this is his area he has power here and god does not right and i don't even think jack has power and i think that was the problem that people had i don't think they're saying jack has power within the empty no i think he has the ability to do things that we've never seen before because he's an abomination and we know from a fact that his very birth split a hole between the lines of the realities that billy aka death itself now sees as a house of cards level problem. If you fuck with this too much, it all comes tumbling down. I believe my understanding is the cosmic entity is in control of the empty and God and Amara are the yin and yang balance to everything else, which would explain why they disappear for so long. And we know that Jack as a Nephilim becomes more powerful than the angel that sired it, AKA Lucifer, an archangel, very powerful. But if you guys remember season 11, it took Demons, all of heaven, an archangel, and God to bring down Amara. So being more powerful than an archangel, as far as we know right now, there's still a very wide gulf between archangel, God, and Amara, cosmic entity. So if, if we saw Castiel wake up and then was immediately back on Earth, that'd be a resurrection. But I think there's more to this that they're keeping from us, you know, pardon the corny pun, in the shadows that happened in the empty yep. that we're not privy to yet. And I don't think he has the, you know, command of his powers to even do that. He's barely fixing a pencil in the air. Yeah. And it could also be due, due to the fact that he's connected to Castiel, that he was able to wake him up. It doesn't mean he can wake up all angels. As no. the, as the cosmic entity said, it's like, you shouldn't be awake. Nothing about what just happened should, Sh- happen. should happen. It, it was, it was such a, the way I interpret it was such a spur of the moment thing. And it was a very, emotionally charged yeah. portion like and like you said mike like he he doesn't have control of what he's doing and he doesn't have any idea how it works you know and it it's an emotionally charged thing where he thought about cassiel and cassiel woke up that's it's it's how simple it is it's it, there's no other things to think about it with it that's that's what it is and i think with the fact that he is an abomination the fact that he can do a few things that don't make sense is going to come into play. I think yeah. that's something that that's why the angels are after him. That's why Asmodeus is after him. That's why the entity's pissed off that somebody woke up. It's what could potentially bring God and Amara back into the picture because, yeah. and death is watching them. 
none of this is supposed to happen. Right. So you can't. So there are no exact rules, but I think it was pretty clear that he was not brought back by Jack. But we don't know the limit of Jack's abilities just yet. I mean, we know whether or not God has power within the empty to wake someone up, perhaps not. But maybe he can pull them through because he has brought people back. We we don't know all the answers, and saying you know at the same time I don't necessarily want to know every single answer. I don't think we need to know. We don't need to. As long as there isn't any plot holes, I don't think we yeah. need to know everything at the same time as it's being laid out. Yeah, give give it some time. Allow the show to unfold and the story to be told. Exactly, which this season is about Jack, and again, this is. I think the start of his dark side path, we see him actually kill somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, he's hurt some people before and he was responsible in a way for that shapeshifter's death by helping out with Sam. I mean, he was like, you know, accomplice to murder, I guess, technically, right. but it was a bad guy. So who cares? This is the first time that he actually took another life. And while trying to do something good, which is such a pivotal aspect of his character he in the previous episodes could not move the pencil and he felt that that was something good and because he struggled with it it must mean in his you know naive brain that he therefore is not good so for the one time him to actually do something that he thinks is good stop the bad guy right pretty cut and dry you end up taking someone's life Dude, that's a brain fuck. That's a mind fuck right that, there. That is traumatizing for anyone. Yeah. Let alone, the guy's two weeks old. Like, <laughs> he, regardless of his knowledge abilities, regardless of his powers, yeah. there's a whole morality system that's not yet in place. How long did it take Castiel to get a semblance Dude, of it took morality? Ever. Forever. And this kid is struggling with so much about his personality, you know, nature versus nurture, that entire concept identity crisis and to throw that onto it well it's not surprising that you'd want to not talk to not see anybody well the fact of the matter is is like you like you said thomas is he he tried to do something that he thought was truly right and he fucked up and I, and nothing nothing will mess with you in your mind when you go okay i'm going to do the right thing here and you there's collateral damage i mean for the lack of a better word and i, I dude that whole scene, you know, just the look he gives, like before he's about to, like he thinks he's going to do the right thing, and, yeah. and he thinks everything's going to be all hunky dory. It, it just—it's very heartbreaking, man, to watch a character that you know so far we've kind of liked to do something like that, and you're just like, oh man. And that's the brilliance of the writing and nope. uh, Alexander Calvert's acting at this point is we, as the audience, are connected to this character. We like him. We've yeah. said that much already. Yep. That's not good. It's exactly what they want, but that is a problem. Yep. Very, very yeah. much so. And I, I think most of us can agree that um, Jack is going down this path that may not be a great path and it may not end up great for him. But this creates a story dilemma and an issue. And this, again, is a testament to the writing and connecting Castiel with Jack, because yep. I think most of us, again, feel that there's a danger in the shadows waiting to come out and this is great for drama this is good television right to have those types of anticipations and those types of edge of your seat writing where you're like okay what's gonna happen 
Is he mm. going to become bad? Oh, I really like Jack. Look how we've been talking for 10 minutes about how much we like Jack. And that, again, is quite a feat in just six short episodes. We have managed to yep. connect with a character. Absolutely. Now, again, this makes for great drama. However, this means something as well for Castiel. And this is where connecting the two characters is going to work for the audience. But it could also go wrong. Now, this is what I mean. Okay, so Castiel needs to be on the right side of things. I think a lot of us can also agree on that. He has continued to make poor decisions throughout the years. In order for this to work in his favor, Castiel, uh, this needs to pan out for both of them. So that's where the catch-22 is. We want to see that tragedy, right, with Jack. But at the same time, we want Castiel to be right. Castiel threw, put it all on the line. Mm-hmm. Last season, he was Team Jack. He was adamant that this individual, this half-breed Nephilim, this entity would bring about change. Yep, make now, a difference. if he ends up doing the Anakin and... <sighs> And that'd be bad. And proves Qui-Gon Jinn wrong. <laughs> okay, Star Wars. <laughs> and Obi-Wan a failure. No, this is all. These are great. It is. I'm just giving you shit. So this is where we now find ourselves. Because do they fuck over Castiel again and create great drama for Jack and the story? And then we look at Castiel as a numbskull again that he fucked up. Or can they make it work? And this is the the tightrope they're gonna be they're gonna be walking on all season because they can do both. They can make it be an epic tragedy and also succeed, make it a success for Castiel and his character. How it's all gonna come together? Together, we don't know yet. But if it's all as focused as things look like they are, I think it's gonna work good for Castiel because I. I can we just, do we agree that Castiel this needs to work for Castiel not to yeah. be a failure again? It mm-hmm. does. I think they could have I, I agree with you. I think they could have the tragedy of Jack without having Castiel be a fuck up if they play it right. And this I'm just spitballing here. For example, if Castiel works with Sam and Dean trying to stop Jack for the right reasons then I think he's not totally a fuck up. I think then him and Sam were on the whole, let's give him a chance idea Yeah. while Dean was on the, no, he's going to be evil. But then Dean has swayed to, you know what? He does have good intentions. And then that's just the downfall of Jack. That's not response. That's not Cassiel being responsible for that. If anything, that's Dean having made this push in the beginning to set him down the stark road and whatever events may transpire throughout the season and Jack's own decisions at that point. Now, if, Castiel betrays, leaves, abandons the Winchesters to join Jack and help him and constantly fucks up again. That screams Metatron. Yep. Naomi. That is the same shit. Uh That is what we cannot have. So it's, it it is very much a tightrope. It's a double-edged sword, bro. Do Do you think the writers were aware of this and they needed to create separation between Jack and Castiel. Yes. And I think that's why there's a key phrase when the cosmic entity talks to Castiel before he returns him to earth. Do you want to continue to be such a disappointment? Yeah. A failure. And it shows all his mistakes. I think that was a very key scene because that deliberately leads into the decisions he will make with Jack in this season right now. And that will be either his redemption, whether it's a 
joining Sam and Dean to try and stop Jack for the right reasons, like I just said, or a self-sacrifice to take Jack out of the picture and off the game board. Redemption, double tragedy. You know, however they do that, I think the fact that that was brought up, that those specific scenes were chosen to be shown yeah. is huge. And by separating the two of them at the beginning of the season as well, it takes some of the pressure off Castiel yeah. and gives it over to Sam. He wasn't there to help. It, yeah, if Castiel was the one, you know, banging the Jack drum saying, yeah, let's give Jack a chance, it looks guys. Different. Right. Yep. Now that yep. he's was gone and the decision yep. was actually made by Sam, Sam. and Dean. Yep. So that's, again, me trying to say, look, I think these writers have it figured out this season. I think they understand yeah. what they're trying to do with the with the thing with Castiel and the Empty. And do you want to make the same mistakes? It's all coming together. It's all going to make sense. And it's leaving breadcrumbs for yeah. the events in this season. Yeah. Well, I think, like you said, Mike, what it does by making Sam the one that's just, you know, rah, 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 Jack, is that it takes the pressure off and takes that 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 burden off Castiel. Yes. Castiel is the one that said, Hey, Jack's going to the audience. The, or the audience, audience it, yeah. it's managed to separate it from the audience, which is good because if it was, the, if the audience still had the connection and the idea that it was all Castiel's yep. idea yeah. to believe in Jack, it would be another failure. Yep. But because they created his death scene, they sent him away for four or five episodes and he was, no, had no part had of nothing to do with it of, of, uh, of whether or not Sam and Dean would be a part of the Jack mm-hmm. team. And if anything, yeah. it, the failure currently falls in Dean's hands Yep, for how he treated him. Yeah, and that's going to come back. That was not done just to... It wasn't for shits and giggles. It wasn't man. just done so we can call Dean a meanie. And that's one thing that meanie. I absolutely love about this season so far is that everything that we've seen feels very, very intentional. It does not feel like this episode is just, oh, fun, and oh, yeah, the Grand Coven, yeah, that, that's dead, whatever. Right. Dude, Fuck it, move this, on. This whole entire season has been thought and plotted out till the last episode. That's yeah. what I feel so yeah. far. And I'll tell you, that is a huge change from last season where it was it, like, I don't know where the fuck we're going. It feels like seasons four and five again. Yeah. There's yeah. a there's a major plan here and it's unfolding every episode. Yeah. It, the Dean thing is going to resonate the way he treated Jack at the beginning. And that moment when Sam flinched this week. Yeah. And Jack looked at Sam and said, you're afraid of me. And that's so, all of it's going to come back. Yeah, it's all going to come back. It so perfectly parallels with Sam and his interactions with Dean in seasons four and five. Sam felt like a monster. Sam was told he was nothing good. Him and Dean fought. It pushed Sam to do dark and terrible things, which led to the escape of Ruby. Not to hot Ruby, unfortunately. I would have. The other Ruby is pretty Girl next door Ruby or hot Ruby. I like both Rubies. I would have banged both of them. At the same time. Banged? Yeah, banged. What are you? He's 14. <laughs> I'm 15. Get it right. <laughs> I would have tapped that. I would have hit that shit. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's a perfect parallel to where Sam was. Dean and him fought. Dean abandoned Sam at one point. He's fought against Jack. He calls Jack a monster. And we can see where this has gone before. So it does feel, as Ryan, as you said, very planned out. It it's feels like there is out. shit that has already been detailed out to the end of this season and i'm looking forward to it which is nice it it is definitely a dramatic shift for me and positivity going into the season compared to some of what we had this many episodes last season we were not this confident we just weren't so i think they kind of found their footing which is nice 
Uh, guys, don't forget that coming this month, however, we are going to be doing Supernatural The Crossroads Wayward Sisters edition, where we can find out the latest breaking news and speculation surrounding the newly announced spinoff series. Available exclusively to our Patreon subscribers, if you pledge $5 or more a month, you will gain access to this and hours of additional discussion. Yeah. Head on over to patreon.com slash crotchcams. Crotchcams is a different tier. We're working on that. It's not yeah. patreon.com slash crotchcams. Sorry. No. Oh, oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> Messed that up. That might be a different page entirely. <laughs> <laughs> we should partner with them. Oh, patreon.com slash Rainman Digital <laughs> to pledge. Good Lord. Yeah, and this month we have a discussion planned on the genre. Genre. The genre. The genre. The genre. <laughs> the genre of yeah. the Wayward Sisters. Because we all know that Supernatural, Thomas, and Ryan was built on the Thank foundation <laughs> of horror. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Hmm. Like, you know, American Urban Legends, uh, to be more specific. But the Wayward Sisters, are they going to use a similar style when building their foundation? What filmmaking ingredients will be utilized to create their motif and style? That's Hopefully something. lots of blood packets for Claire's death oh, scene. Oh, oh God. my God. <laughs> this is Tarantino-esque death. Yeah, Jeez. whatever. Just hits her jugular, goes flying across oh, the screen. God. That's for Claire. No more tears. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm. That's something I'm looking forward to discussing. Dude, that, that'll absolutely. be coming out before the end of the month because I've been thinking about that nonstop. Yeah. Because Supernatural, and I, I'm hoping the writers are actually really considering that. Considering that because Supernatural was built on a genre. You yeah, figured out you the can't genre it up. and you built everything around that. Yes, it morphed into something very different as the years went by, but you still had that foundation that kept everything tight to this day. And I'm hoping Wayward Sisters does the same thing. Not just, yeah, we're horror, but what type of horror? What is it specifically? What is your genre and what is your subgenre? Right. I think they need to know that before they even write yeah. the entire season. I mean, all of seasons one through five of Supernatural were that. They had no idea in the very beginning where they were going is except that it was a horror show. Yeah. And I really wonder, because that was 13 years ago, how much has the landscape of television changed? Right. Are that, is that being taken into consideration? Or is this going to be a true spinoff and stay as close to form mm -hmm. while being something independent of that? Yeah. So, guys, check that out over on patreon.com slash Digital. Not slash crush cam. That's a separate thing. That's my that's my that's kick, Ryan's. That's my Kickstarter. <laughs> that's your Kickstarter? Yeah. I'm developing a, a hit, hypnotic crotch cam. You can't just afford a, to put a, an iPhone like beneath between your legs. I, mean, I don't. I don't want to hold it. It's a hip mounted crotch cam. It's a whole harness. Mount, that yeah, you, you, it's like a it's like a strap on, but it's got I your can't. phone. It's like POV. <laughs> Do they really make those? I bet that'd be awesome. I'm gonna Google. I don't it right say now. you bet. You know. I'm gonna Google it. Hold on. Hold on. Let me bring up this tab I, I have I saved. I like Let's how see. he specifically <laughs> explained the way the device works. No, you see, it's going to counterbalance based on real. your walking. <laughs> the gait that you have is going to be calibrated. I mean, I don't know. Let me check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally came up with that off the top of my head. Sure like, you did. I swear to God, He's got dude. design documents. You're, and a, regular, you're a regular pervert, Sir I Newton. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Isaac Newton, you can't even speak tonight. God, I, I'm tired over here. Yeah. Sir Hard Dick Newton. Here, let me start over. You're a regular Sir Isaac Newton. There you go. Much better. Pervert. Of dicks. Well, I mean, we have Mr. Skin on this on this network. Uh, okay. All we right. might as well have Sir Isaac Newton. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Fuck you. All right. So let's Jesus talk Christ. about the other. <laughs> let's talk about the other major element of this episode. The big hook. Dean 
Cowboys, the Real whole fucking look. Monster of the Week shebang. The big thing is Dean's shift in personality. This was a funny episode. This d- did have some laughs. And we got to see Dean in a very different manner than we had seen him since season 12. We get to see him laugh and fucking smile. When was the last time he fucking smiled, guys? Uh, <laughs> season last 12? Got, last time he got laid? When Castiel uh, handed him a mixtape. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. He probably went and put it on, put lit some candles. Total eclipse of the heart. Played with his wee-wee. Listen to this, and then uh, here's my crotch cam address. Listen to this, then open this picture. I've got this gift for you. I have to be in the room when you open it. Oh, it's, called, um, it's called Angel Wings. It's, it's basically angelwings.com. <laughs> it's, it's redtube.com slash, slash, serif, slash angel wings. Slash, slash serif spread. Oh, oh. The visuals. Go ahead and spread your wings, Castile. I'm coming in. Oh. Daddy's coming home. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, goddamn. This had (laughs) Dean in a much better mood. He was a much more lighthearted character in this episode than we had seen him in the previous five. And he says this was the win that he needed. Now, the question is, does this dramatic shift make sense for the story? Now, Mike, you said you had seen some people who found issue with his character shift so suddenly yeah there are some people out there to me it makes sense but we and we spoke about this earlier but we have to dig a little bit deeper yeah his suicidal level depression was from the loss of everybody at the same moment Crowley and Cass his arguably his two best friends I mean because Sam's his brother it's an entirely different thing but his two best friends are dead and he lost his mom anybody in that situation would be just as suicidal. I think Mm -hmm. in this world that has taken so Mm -hmm. much away from them, Dean specifically, Sam somehow always finds, and Dean attests to that always finds a way to keep the faith, be upbeat, have an idea that something else can happen. Their mom's not dead. I really don't know if there's any validity to it. I just, you could find problems with everything on the internet. I just go through hashtags during the show, during the, the broadcast, of the yeah. episode and I just see people complaining oh yeah Dean's all happy now oh that doesn't make any sense he just like, wanted to slit his wrist last week guys, you literally had someone come back from the, the fucking the dead. dead like that's that's my point I think that's what bugs me about this is that like uh, you know okay for example say you know they won the day and they killed a monster. That's not enough to change him. Okay? Is he fixed emotionally? No, no, he's not. This is a Band-Aid that has made him feel better temporarily. Right. Also, this is not against his characterization. This is Dean to a T. Yes. This is Dean. He's pretending he's A-OK because he's got his buddy back. He's not A-OK. Yeah. In the next two or three episodes, you're going to see something happen. This is just a temporary fix to make him feel good. That is all. Yeah. I mean, I just don't need any more emo Dean. No, I like it. I love I it. I like it. But I'm saying at the same time, <laughs> like, if you want to stay true to what Supernatural is, you want to talk about characterization. Let's forget characterization of an, a character and look at the characterization of a show. And the show, this has been the show since day one. It's serious and dark, then happy and upbeat. Yep. Serious and dark. Then happy and upbeat. Right Sometimes before, at the same time. Right before we're about to slit our wrists, Kripke interferes and tells us a funny joke. That's how <laughs> it's always been. It's, it's so always, true, though. This has always been supernatural. 
And it works. Now I know the complaint. And I think one of our listeners actually posted this on our Facebook page. And this one, I can, I don't want to agree with it, but I can definitely see where they're coming from. And we'll get into it more when, um, when we discuss thoughts from uh, our listeners, from the mm-hmm. audience. But his, um, there was something discussed pertaining to him being a caricature of himself. And how he acts like someone thinks he acted, you know, four or five years ago. And I mm. can see the argument there a little bit. Meaning, sometimes because we're dealing with a show that's been on the air for 13 years, there's going to be those fan service moments. And unfortunately, sometimes fan service moments turn into caricatures. Yeah. They come into the larger than life idea of what we thought somebody was before like lucifer lucifer could arguably be said that he's kind of a caricature of himself he absolutely was was in season seven crowley you could say the same thing about crowley but that's what happens when you have a show that's gone on so long and the writers want to hit those marks that the audience demands team free will 2.0 hey dean loves hamburgers and eats really bad and drinks beer and then he falls asleep and farts that's funny you guys remember that he's wrapped up he's drunk passed out with a bra around his neck he must have been having a wild and crazy time dean likes cowboys this is what the writers are doing to give the audience members who want that so can you say he's become a caricature of himself possibly but at the same time That's what you go up against when you're dealing with a show that's been going on for 13 years and you have writers who have kind of become fans of the show because that's how they were brought on. Yeah. They watch the show. They enjoy the show. They like the actors. They like the characters. So now they get to write it as well. It's not bad, but it does happen. And that's the types of issues you come up against when you're dealing with a show that has a very long run it happened with x-files Mulder became a caricature of himself and in a lot of ways i think the show even it brings attention to dean's sudden shift with sam yeah first, I, first and, of and all that, that's the point thomas yeah and that's the fix-all and i don't want to say there's a i should say the cure-all but this is the writers kind of calling themselves on their own shit by utilizing sam to question dean's the mood swing the mood swings, he's doing exactly what some of the audience may be doing. Saying, wait a second, you're okay now? That doesn't seem right. Yeah. They yeah. were calling themselves out, letting mm-hmm. the audience know that, we know ev- that everything touch on this. is not all right. Sam knows. Sam's smart. He's seen his brother. Been there, done that. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people are missing is that this is intended to show, A, the dramatic shift in his mood because of the win he got. B, how much Castiel means to him because it shifts his mood so dramatically. But C, as we said, it's a fucking Band-Aid. And Sam... He got, he got his dick back. Ooh, oh. Castiel! <laughs> Dude, don't don't give the shippers more shit to fucking... Come on. I mean... They already but, have it, Ryan. No. They already have There's it all. The, 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 oh. Take it all, Castiel. I like, I like how Ryan's pretending. Like, don't give the shippers things. Save it for me. <laughs> yeah, I Save want it. Save it for my, me. My fiction isn't done yet. Yeah, I want to. I got to have jokes on this show. <laughs> like, come on. 
I mean, how many times can I write Dean whacking off that, so. you know, Castiel's dead? He's got to picture him in his uh, head. Oh, what? And that's just not the same. Well, yeah, he, it's he not the same. He has Castiel in his spank bank? Yeah, of course. Wow. Well, he's not there physically anymore. Yeah, he's got to he's got to use his mental spank bank. I have one of those. Maybe it was <laughs> him that, that woke Castiel up. He was like, <laughs> oh, Castiel. I sense a boner in the force. Oh, and then he just wakes up. That was disgusting. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to isolate that and use oh, that as yeah. a drop. Of Perfect. That's a great drop. Now, I think, we, as we said, the writers... Penis! See? I have some good ones, man. You do. There's going to be some great ones from the fucking game show. Yours are funny. Mine are just, oh, look at Thomas be stupid. <laughs> yeah. Simple you Jack. That? Simple Jack. <laughs> McLeod. See? Th- that's a good one, though. That is a good one. Yeah, it's, it's me being dumb. But the thing, the thing is, dude, like, why are... Uh, here's what I don't understand, okay? They literally spelled it out for you with Sam calling them them out. And you still don't... Like, people didn't see that. Did they just, like, they forget to watch that portion of the episode? Like, they're getting... they're, they're the, Like you said, the writers are calling themselves out for this blatant, like you said, Band-Aid. And, and, yeah. and, now, and now people can't... They don't see that. And they're, ca- they're calling... And I, and I don't want to attach negativity to it, because I don't no, think... No, I do. Let's get negative so, right now. No, no. No, no, I mean, I don't think when you say calling themselves out, sometimes well, right, right. You people can I mean. say that's cheap writing. But ah. the way it's done makes sense to each character. Yeah. The way Sam brought it up to Dean, it was it was double serving. It served the purpose of explaining things to the audience, letting us know, hey, both Sam, the writers, and the audience, we're all on the same page. We get it. It's, it's, this doesn't yeah. seem right. It's not just exposition. Number two it moves the story forward. So it wasn't badly done. It makes sense to each character and how it happened. It's it's portrayed in a way that fits how the characters would go through it. It's it's true characterization. What Dean does, not what he says, sh- speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. Sam tackles the issue how Sam would tackle the issue. It's true to the character. And to your point, Ryan, I think so many times... Because this is just from my discussion and talking to people about any show. People get so into watching what's happening and what they feel about it that they don't take a second and think about the ramifications or, or why are we saying this? Why are we doing it this way? So many people are just like, oh, why is Dean so happy? Without Because they're just seeing the surface. They're not right. looking deeper than that. Right, right. And I think Sam is going to be the perfect lead into what's actually going on or is he completely happy or is Dean, you know, his humor and happiness right now is a Band-Aid. It's the same as alcohol. It masks some of the pain. Yes, there is general joy there, but there's still a lot of problems. They still have Jack as an issue and mom's still gone. And the fact that Cass came back opens. <laughs> it sounds like you were singing a country song. Oh, Sing it again. Do it again. I don't even know what I said. I'm going to pull it up. Next Wait, week. You do that same next week. Like a country instrumental. Behind there you go. The fact that Castiel came back means that their mother could still be alive. <laughs> she took my tractor. <laughs> and then I got, like. and that, then like, that did not rhyme. Yeah, that didn't rhyme. But it, you look, look, it's country it's country music. Just have a twang. Not all music rhymes. Not all yeah, poetry rhymes music. either. Well, anyway. Castiel came back and he showed me his ass. What? I don't know. I'm just I know, that's, that's, a, that's a fan fiction lyric right there. Yeah, I was fan fictioning a country song. To me, come the on. fact that he did come back has Dean questioning should he just write his mother off as dead or does this mean he now has to look at how do I I hear a (laughs) way down yonder on the bunker hoochie I never knew how much 
Cassio's hoochie coochie. What? That was reaching. I, I, uh, I just, I, he lost it partway there. I did. It, I'm not very good at country. Okay. All right. Guess that, that, that was that was a bust. That was a bust. <laughs> I fucked that one up. Maybe we need a, a rap song instead. I don't know if I, I got a. I'll write a flow. We'll save it for next week. Oh How about God, that? Please, let's I move will. on. Fuck's sake. I will. I'll write it. I'll start writing now. I'm going to write a flow. I, dude, I don't. Shut up. He's so gangster. <laughs> I can't help without more ghetto than you, dude. Hold, hold up. I'll write a flow. <laughs> Let me. Here, hold on. Hit a beat. No. Anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thomas, <laughs> that's a perfect, perfect beat for rapping. Absolutely perfect. It, All right. It, res- it forces Dean to reevaluate him assuming their mom is dead. Because if Cassiel could come back from the empty, it means anything's possible, which means greater challenges, which means Jack is the only way to get to their mother, which means they need him. It, it, it has him. He can't just take it as is and be okay with that. There has to. It's going to make him, of all people, think she's out there. There's something I can do. I got to give it a, sh- a chance. Mm-hmm. And Sam is absolutely going to push that, too. So I think right now he's just trying to enjoy this moment for all that he can. And we see that with how excited he is with the cowboy element. I mean, all the fuck, the Doc Holiday, which, holy shit, best line in the show. Castiel, I'll be your Huckleberry. Oh, God. Dude, I, so good. <laughs> I, I was fucking dying. Like, it's so corny, but holy shit, that was funny. You know what? I hate, I, like, I'm not against comedy, but it's not my cup of tea. I prefer to watch serious stuff. I know you're boring. But, but yeah, I'm very boring because I like, <laughs> I like, <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> Um, but I found myself like grinning, you know, throughout right. the episode and it, 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 this episode did exactly what it needed to do is there to bring us some, some smiles despite Levity. all the, the tragedy or the sadness we've had so far. So if I, you know, if I'm finding myself smiling during scenes that are for the most part corny, yeah, I think, it, I think it did its job. That was the point of the episode. I mean, this episode wasn't meant to be something very, very serious. And I think we kind of get that with the ghoul. I mean, to me, the ghoul has always been one of the more silly monsters to me that they're this not quite zombie, but they're also subterranean mole people (laughs) that are also shapeshifters. It's one of the few monsters that I have a hard time getting getting behind or, or believing are a real threat in some way because of their nature. But I think it worked in this episode because it allowed that cowboy crossover element i don't remember the guy's name dale or i can't remember the the shape that he took to be the legendary outlaw from you know tombstone arizona but it was fun to see that and see that kind of shootout question on the next trivial pursuit i wrote down dodge city kansas that's where this episode took place (laughs) i'm starting to do that now you're a fucking i'm not even fucking kidding that's cheating because i took a note yeah don't take notes that's cheating I don't remember things. Yeah. I don't remember I don't things, like, you dick. Just shut down your brain. Yeah, shut down your brain and say dick and fart jokes and, like me. And go do lots of drugs and lose some brain cells so you can be on par with Ryan next game. Oh. Yeah. Just forget, you know, one of the most integral parts, you know, like Sam's girlfriend that started the show. <laughs> you know, just forget that. Pivotal character moment in the pilot how, episode. How did Mary Winchester die? Like, he would get that Fuck, I know this one. Oh, my God. It's on the, oh, I know Dude, it. Oh, it's like on the ceiling of my mind. What? Oh, fuck. Oh, my brain. That's fucked my up. mind's on fire right now. <laughs> I should know this. It's like it's happened repeatedly. Shut up. I hate both of you. 
<laughs> what is Sam's last name? Oh, oh, fuck. oh, it's named after a Come gun. Come on. Um, Get the uh, fuck out. Shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Gatling? Thompson. Damn, Sam Thompson. Gatling? Remington? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you guys are a couple of bastards. <laughs> Fucking dicks. <laughs> I will say, I liked the sheriff in this episode. Yeah, he didn't. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> like, literally, there is a point where I'm, like, thinking, and I look in the air and just completely blank and cannot remember a goddamn thing. It's on video. You'll see it. It's funny. If you guys subscribe to Patreon, you'll see it. I look like a total fucking idiot. I looked on, looked up at the roof. It was on fire. <laughs> know how Mary Winchester That's died. That's even worse because you looked at the roof and you should have remembered something. I remembered how Mary died. Shut up. That Same wasn't even a question. Died, Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway. Shut up, Thomas. Yeah. Okay. I, I hate you. I will say wow. I did like the sheriff Jesus. in this episode. He was fucking intimidating. He he felt like he was just going to, like you said, he was Are just you saying he's intimidated because he was Native American, Thomas? No, because he was going to just fucking kill people. No. He didn't even bring his badge that day. Racist. He's like, this guy's going to fucking die. I, that is, I was pretty legit, though, when he didn't bring his badge. Yeah. I was like, damn. That was uh, that always that reminded me of Tombstone when he's when, Absolutely. Uh, when uh, Doc Holliday actually has the badge. And it's intended to. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I just like the opposite they played. I think a lot of us expected a Western sheriff. Yeah. Yeah, like a, a classic cowboy, yeah, yeah. you know, that archetype. And they look at the we, two of them walking up like jackasses. Yeah. 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 It I was, wish he would have made fun of him looking like that, though. He like, did in his own way. He looked yeah, at he's him. Like, oh, like, you fucking idiots. Why are you dressed like that? That's great. Although I loved Cassiel's really shitty, you know, like cowboy hat. Dollar store yeah. cowboy. Hat. That was terrible. <laughs> Dollar store cowboy. I will say this, though. I was really disappointed that Dean didn't match his ostrich skin boots with an ostrich skin belt. I was really bummed about that. His belt should have masked his boots. What? I'm surprised that after seeing Caskin, he even had his belt or his boots on. Uh, oh, 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 wow. Wow. Thomas with the sex joke. Because they bang. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> wow, Ryan. Way to really just. Wow. Simple Jack. <laughs> that was a Ryan maneuver. Oh, he intended. added that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Fucking Thomas. Overall, guys, I think it's time to get to our final thoughts. What did you grade this episode ryan we haven't heard from you in two weeks oh my god jesus yeah um you know what this i mean <laughs> why'd you say it like that i have no idea i think i took a deep i breath. think ryan's just just tired i was ex- i'm pretty tired no um this was a uh, further lack of a better word is a filler episode and the, the 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 most we get about the main story arc is in the beginning and the end we talked about that earlier um but I, I did like this episode. Yeah, sure. People had issues with Dean, you know, flip-flopping and, and having mood swings. And honestly, it didn't bother me at all. I foresee, you know, Castiel coming back as like someone from the family came back. And at that point, that's huge. And that's enough to flip him and make him happy. So I, I didn't have a problem with that at all. Um, I agree with you, Thomas. The ghoul has always been kind of a weird, uh, you know, kind of goofy bad guy yeah. um, or monster just because of the whole mole thing. I don't know why that's so weird to me. Because they're mole um, people. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, like, in, in, in most horror movies, the ghoul is a servant of a vampire. So for me to, like, see a ghoul in a different way is kind of hard. Mm-hmm. It's always been kind of that way. I don't know. It just, but, but it's not a bad villain, a bad guy it's or, not or a bad. monster. It's just always one of the ones that I had a difficulty and I'm on, we're on the by. same we're on the same page um yeah. 
I, I liked the story. I liked typically, you know, I'm not a fan of flashbacks either. Like, like Mike said, he's not, but that this one in the beginning worked out in the episode and I liked it. It actually was cool. It was almost a Tarantino maneuver. Like, Oh, here's the end sort of the ending. And here's, right. the, you know, so I'm okay with that. Um, I love what they're doing with Jack and, and really making us kind of, you know, God, you know, I like this character, but he's, he's going to, he's going to disappoint us and it's, right. it's coming. Um, so again, I, I like this episode. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, um, again, for a filler episode or at least the first, you know, deviation from the main story arc was, was really good. Um, I, I'm going to give this one a B plus and just because it is a filler, not because it was like, Oh my God, the greatest thing since sliced bread. Hmm. Um, but a B plus a solid episode, nothing, I mean, nothing really bugged me about it. It's just, like I said, for our first kind of filler episode. So a B plus for me. All right, Mike, what are your thoughts on this episode? I liked the episode. I enjoyed it. I definitely think it was probably the weaker of the episodes thus far. That doesn't mean it wasn't uh, good or entertaining. I felt like it served its purpose. It was there to bring levity and to give us a break. We needed to pump the brakes just a bit because we've been on it since the last quarter of season 12 and it's been non-stop non-stop and that's something we have not had in a very very long time i can't even remember the last time we didn't go to a monster of the week or a kind of a throwaway episode after episode two or three right of, of the season opener typically yeah. we have the, the the first part second part as we've been calling them for the past three years and then the following episode is something that usually has nothing to do with the myth arc and the way they have brought the emotions forward. And that's the focus of the story. I, I don't I feel like we don't really have a big bad this year, which I, I, I'm sure we will eventually we have powerful players, I, but not like a main villain. And I've had these discussions with actors before when I've done interviews and in. Because of the way things are written and the way people have been conditioned throughout the years, we always have to, the audience expects a antagonist, a, a physical antagonist. And, and because of that, we're going to get that this year eventually. However, in years past, specifically last year, when we were lacking that, there was a disconnect with the story. Yeah. We, we weren't invested in the story until after well after the first half of the season. Mm -hmm. And Dab is doing something very similar, but the emotional connection is there. There's we, a character focus this time. Right. There is a very deep focus on the characters, their emotions, and how it's all going to pan out. And that's what I bring or I can take away from this episode. Outside of the it being yes, what Ryan said, a throwaway episode. Right. They gave us the classic supernatural elements we come to come to expect in an episode uh, to kind of keep the the people who don't want that break, who always salivate for more of the narrative and, and the deeper stories and the meanings. They give us those little things with Jack leaving, running away, the the, the foreshadowing of him potentially hurting more people uh, because he's unaware of his power. He's not able to control it. Uh, he's potentially evil. He's potentially, you know, going to be a disaster for everybody. These are little things they throw in there that only take up maybe five to six minutes of screen time. And yet it does the trick and it works for the audience. So 
taking that, I give this episode a B. Outside of that, I don't feel like there's anything exceptional uh, with this episode. I think it's pretty ho-hum regular for the most part. Right. Okay, I thought the way you ended that, there yeah, was, I more. was like, I was like, there was uh, another is coming. there more? No, okay. I, I'm, I'm finished. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. That's better. I, I enjoyed this episode for what it was. As Mike said, you know, it brought some levity to the show after so much dark, depressing shit, especially with last episode and yeah. Dean's suicidal nature. You know, it did give us a few more answers to some questions we've had, and it did move Jack's pace along his. I believe the first step towards his downfall or at least the start of that. He may not fall entirely, but this is the first step. And to see that in a way from a, from a character that we've grown to like, that isn't just called it a mile away, a character that we are pained by seeing make these rash decisions is a good step. But outside of that, the episode, you know, as you said, it was as both you said, nothing necessarily spectacular well done standard monster of the week episode yeah as ryan said i i find the ghouls just a little bit silly so perhaps that lessened it for me a little bit but it was fun the the beginning and the end of the episode was where it really mattered and seeing jack re having to deal with the ramifications of having killed someone was really big outside of that kind of your standard episode so for me this one's also a b but not a bad episode so far. The season has been going very, very well. Yes. So I'm excited about that. And overall, I think the writers have their, you know, they have a guiding light now. They are not meandering. I remember at this point last year, we were very confused as to where the direction was going. And we were asking that for quite some time. Thankfully, I don't feel that right now. And I have a lot of faith in where this is going. Yeah, Absolutely. So with that, guys, uh, don't forget that you can also get the Supernatural edition of Monopoly from USAopoly, where you can buy, sell, and trade famous monsters from the TV series. This You can get these at Hot Topic. I've also seen them at Zia Records, or you can get them at USAopoly.com. We did an unboxing of this. Is that on Patreon? I'm not certain exactly as to where that video is, but we actually open the box and we show you guys what each character and villain is worth, what it's pretty cool. Placemat on the board they yeah. have translated to, and it looks a lot of fun. If you like Monopoly and you hate all your friends, because that's usually how Monopoly ends. I feel like that's the game that I am going to win at. Like, we actually Probably. play that game, sure. which is going to be like a seven-hour Patreon video, you're because that's how long Monopoly Land takes. Baron, I will and you'll win tax the shit out of me. I will, oh, yeah, you're going to lose, <laughs> for sure. No, and that's how Monopoly is one of those games that is so much fun, and yet you your friends like, fuck you, buddy. All right, oh, wait, let's I'm, play again. You're losing friendships because yeah. of Monopoly, yeah. But if you guys want to get the Supernatural edition of that, head on over to usaopoly.com or check it out at your local Hot Topic and you can find it there. All right. Now we usually do a couple answers or a couple opinions about the episode from the listeners. And again, this one had a little bit of a mixed review, so we're going to go with Jennifer uh, Renee. Renee, I always ruin it. I am it's sorry. Renee. She knows. She knows that I ruin it. Do you really not know that says Renee? He can't read. Oh, or, I never remember. No, no, no. Come on. Like, Thomas, really? I believe that was Renee, but I said it wrong, so I'm just going with okay. it Okay. I, I, I have to believe you know how to spell Renee. I always ruin names when I'm put on the spot. I, I don't know why. I think it's stick. I think it's stick now. It might be. I think it's become your thing. <laughs> <laughs> if I keep it up, then when I actually do fuck up legitimately, people will just be like, oh, it's expected. Um, now, is this Jen Knife? 
Jennifer? Jennifer? Is that Jen- how it is? Jen? Jen? Jennifer? Jennifer? Jennifer says, I really wanted to believe that this season was a fresh start and that we were slowly going to start seeing the characters come back to who they were, but that is sadly not the case. A lot of people were saying that Dean was acting out of character during the first few episodes of the season, and while I thought the intensity of his grief was maybe a bit overplayed, I also took into account that they had lost pretty much every Wait, hold on. single Can we stop there for a second? person. Like, I... I like a lot of jennifer's thoughts and opinions in fact i think we read a lot of hers because she has a lot of uh it's a lot of thought out she puts a lot of thought into it but i don't i don't understand that part like maybe a bit overplayed but she's saying a lot of people thought that no she oh is that what she a lot of people were saying that dean was acting was out of character during the first few episodes of the season and while i thought the intensity of his grief was maybe a bit overplayed okay so she thought maybe it was see i don't understand how it was a bit overplayed because he lost his mother, and he lost his best friend, and he right. lost Crowley. His best friend slash lover. I, right, exactly. Yeah, don't his forget that. Butt lover. Oh. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's overplayed. If anything, it was actually pretty muted. Right. <laughs> well, lost, she says. You lost your mother, something that has been gnawing at you your entire life. Right. You, you got her back. She's back in your life. Lost her again. And you lose her again. Just that alone is enough to break somebody apart. Most people. But then he lost Castiel, His and then he lover. lost Crowley. I don't think it was overplayed at all. No. Well, she says, I also took into account that they lost pretty much every single person that they considered an ally, friend, and or oh, family. Okay. I didn't let her so, finish. Sorry, yeah, Exactly. Jennifer. I was trying to get to that. but <laughs> Sorry, Jedi Fire. So, okay. <laughs> all by Dean being a bit out of character. She says, until last night. Cass being back suddenly takes Dean from being a suicidal mess that doesn't care about anything anymore. <laughs> even Sam, it seems. To a big five-year-old in a cowboy hat making bad jokes. <laughs> really? Question mark. That's kind of funny, though. Dean, as a funny. character, has been. <laughs> that just ruined the episode for me. Just because. Now we, I think we touched on that pretty well here. Her last little bit is the only part that I disagree with, which is she says Dean, as a character, has been slowly dying since he got back from purgatory, and every year the writers seem to dig that knife in a little farther. Now. Mm. I think we did a pretty good job touching on the fact that yeah. this is a band-aid maneuver. He is going so far the other side of the spectrum because he right. was so far on the dark end. And Sam and the writers are paying attention to that. That has not been forgotten. So I think that's, as Mike said quite well, you need to let the story unfold to see where we're going with this. If it's not ever fixed, if Dean is just, yeah, I'm totally fine, you know, then I can see... <laughs> The dis- if he's just a five-year-old in a cowboy hat the rest of the season. Yeah, then yeah. you got a problem. Correct. That's probably be me and, in a cowboy and, hat. And listen, guys are always five-year-olds. Like, if someone were oh, telling yeah. me we're going to go to Tombstone Sex. or wherever they went, where they go to Dodge City, I would do Dodge the exact City, da- same damn thing. I'm like, hey, let me get my boots yep. and my hat and my duster. What's if, funny is he has you, all those items, too. And yeah, he does. I do. If you have you know. a relationship with a man, you can guarantee that they have at some point been a child. Randy points out that I'm a fucking kid when it comes to certain things. Who's like Randy? That. Who's Randy? Yeah, we don't know who she is on this show. Oh, yeah, this my, yeah, this my girlfriend Randy has pointed out you repeatedly. You're single on this show. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, that's single guy Ryan. And no, Ash, I'm single. I'm, and I really am single, though. The, the Thomas end is open for business. Wink, wink. Hint, we hint. take all applicants. <laughs> 
Only has Han. pointed out repeatedly that I'm a fucking child when it comes to certain things. Like, did you get excited, I, I, Magic? The truth of the matter is, is that the only thing that grows after we're five is Penis. our dick. Is our ah, dick. Damn it. I knew that's where you were that's going. It. The rest of us stays the same age. I mean, I'm a grower, not a shower, so it's always growing. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is Jesus. like... I don't. I didn't see Dean as a five year old. I saw him as a dude who just was having a good time. He's at that a point. goof. That's how yeah, a lot that's of the guys whole point, are, man. That's dude. That would be me if we went and like hell yeah. Yeah, my brother is exactly like that. We go camping and he gets all the gun gear to go camping and the camouflage. I'm like, we're going camping, and not pa- hunting bears yeah. in Russia. We're going to paid camping sites where there's, there's a toilet twenty feet away. Yeah. And people are all around us, and you're wearing camouflage pants, <laughs> camouflage hat, camouflage Bro, shirt. you got to blend in. You have three sets of guns. Just in case. You have the hardcore boots for the hiking you're not going to do. Right. Like, this is what guys do. This is Don't, our dress up. Just we like have a when, bench yeah. in a campsite, man, for fuck's sake. It's our version of, of cosplay, guys. Okay. Yeah. Or dress up. You know, some yeah. women like to, you know, put on the heels, the makeup. This is that for us. Yeah. We're children. Fuck yeah, I'm a Toys R Us kid for life. <laughs> Toys R Us, if if you're listening, sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you know what? That'd be a hell of a Toys sponsor. By the way, I was listening to this show. Super <laughs> Nintendo Crossroads. That'd be a hell of a sponsor, though. Yeah, a kid toy. Yeah, hell Mike's yeah. all lost on that bit, dude. He's fucked. Oh man. Maggie Lickon says this episode was really well done and I loved the Western. Lickon? L I C O N. Lickon. Lycon, maybe? Lycon. Lycon. Lycon has a Y. Thank you very much. Uh, she's not a werewolf. <laughs> she says this episode was really well done and I lick loved on. the Western feel. Yeah, you got to lick on. <laughs> you gotta lick. I have a thing for cowboys just like Dean, so I was nerding out with him. Oh, okay. I was so happy hey. to see Dean smile and laugh again. He deserves it. After or having Cass back restored Dean's faith. Dean asked for a win and he got it. It broke my heart when Jack felt the guilt for accidentally killing the guard. It made me sad when Jack left the Winchesters and Cass. Now I'm going to be <clears> worried about Jack until they find him. I loved this episode and season 13 has been great so far, and I can't wait to see what else is in store. Oh, and by the way, I absolutely loved it when Cass told Dean, I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. That was a funny scene. All right. And because I, I feel bad that I was calling out Jennifer Rini before um, we had finished reading her comment, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and give her a game, free game, courtesy of USAopoly. Damn. Wow. Look at you, generous man. Sometimes it's worth people being assholes, yeah, too. Yeah, so because <laughs> I... I did not finish reading. I was a headline reader. <laughs> Most definitely a headline reader. Yeah, you were a clickbaiter. Yeah, I will give you a game. So just contact me on Facebook, and uh, I'll make sure we set that up. Hot damn, there you go. Because I don't want your fucking game. It's like, I don't want your shit. game. I just unsubscribe I, to your bullshit. I want to fucking destroy your show. Your show sucks dick anyways. <laughs> a Thomas Cowley guy's an asshole. Oh, yeah. Well, that's obvious. Calls me Jennifer Rini. Jennifer. Jennifer. Jennifer Rini. <laughs> doesn't even get my name right dick all right kathy water says it was truly enjoyable to watch dean aka jensen reveal uh revel at being a cowboy and texas ranger nuff said mm-hmm. it was an enjoyable episode but it didn't quite wow me as much as the last five i agree still i think the episode or the season is off to a great start i agree yeah i agree with all that mm-hmm. uh christina johansson says i liked the sarge uh, that was the redeeming factor for this episode for me, and that's all she has to say, unfortunately. Wow, that was very I'd good. like to know more, Christina, as to why you felt this episode was 
lower compared to everything else for why Sarge was the only redeeming factor. But she she seems to be have similar thoughts as Jennifer Renee. If you click right. on Jennifer Renee's Ooh. comment and you cycle down to replies, she actually put the same. Uh, uh, yeah, she says, well, put Dean is a two dimensional character, the character he used to be sad face. And again, I think that's just the men nature. act like children. Yeah. When we're happy, we do. So, but I think, again, we just need to give the story a little bit of time to unfold, yep. and then we'll be able to move on and see what happens, honestly. Which leads us into the upcoming episode. So, Ryan, I'm going to come to you for a synopsis here. Okay. Because we do have a trailer and a title for episode seven, right. War of the Worlds. Oh, sweet. Tom Cruise is going to show up. <laughs> just kidding. All right. As Sam and Dean continue their search for Jack... With Asmodeus hot on their trail, they stumble across a familiar foe. Meanwhile, Lucifer managed to escape, uh, manages to escape Michael's grasp and finds himself in an un- unlikely and most unwilling willing ally. The episode directed by Richard Spade Jr. Oh, what? Damn. And it's uh, the terrible duo. Oh, oh, come on. Brad Fuckner and Eugenie. Oh, my God. What? They've done better. Yeah, they've been doing pretty. They've been well, doing pretty I, damn good lately. I just. Oh, <laughs> Brad Fuckner, Jesus God! Man. What was the other name that you had? Like, you, you weedy. <laughs> I like how you're just as much like, oh, that's mean. Oh, Here's the other name. Weedy. It's a weedy, by the way. Well, I know names. I mean, oh, he gets names right. Oh, that's so stupid. Um, I this is a good. This is a pleasant surprise. I had no idea Richard Spate would be directing this soon. Oh my! I'm We've fair. enjoyed every episode he's done so far. There's so. A- and what sucks is now there's a lot writing on this episode. Yeah, it better not yeah. fucking suck. See, that's what sucks because Richard Spate has been doing such a good job and we've always uh, blown all of his episodes. I will. And he he brings a certain of, uh, I want to say a little bit of filmmaking know-how. Je ne sais quoi. He oh, understands Jesus. what he's doing. Yeah. And he usually picks a genre. Yeah. And that's what he plays in. So what genre? What is he going to do this Michael Bay. Episode? Or is he going to keep Everything's it traditional? Everything's going to be low angles. Like <laughs> explosions. Low angles, explosions, and Transformers motion. are going to show up for no reason. Optimus. And then Michael, and then and then uh, Megan Fox is going to open the hood of a car and look super hot. Maybe that's uh, Lucifer's unlikely ally, Megatron. Oh. <laughs> Starscream! It's a parallel universe, man. This you don't fucking know. worst fan fiction. <laughs> Bro, I'd be all for this. Transformer. Does Mark Wahlberg show up? crossover. I hope so. Oh, Jesus, giving Dean some a run for his money. Yeah, he ends up fucking Castiel, not Dean. Oh my lord! It's a three way. It's a three way. Come on. All right. It's not gay in a three way. I've heard that. Honestly, I love seeing Lucifer show back up on the show, but I'm more interested right now in seeing Asmodeus. His his whole a, plot of trying the was a Shireen. Was that what they yeah, were? Yeah. Trying to the Shireen. The yeah, what were the, they? The, the Shadim. Shadim. That was Shadim. It, thank you. You were close. Trying to unleash them from the darkest depths of hell with Jack now being a On free run, agent, yeah. you know. Oh, I like that. Free I'm agent. really interested to Who's see. Who's he going to sign with? To see his character. I love the character so far with only one episode. Yeah, he's pretty so cool. I'm looking forward I, I, to seeing I dug what, it too. what they do with him. That's honestly my most anticipated sought after part of this upcoming episode, even over Lucifer right now. I, wow, I would not. I, I thought I'd never hear you say anything about Lucifer like that. I only say that because I I imagine with the parallel universe, we're only going to get a small little bit of information. You want a lot, and of I Lucifer. feel like Asmodeus is going to be more involved with Jack at the moment. Yeah, so hmm. I'm looking forward to this yeah, episode. It, that sounds like a cool and episode. It, it's right back into the myth arc. 
we take a half mm. step back with this tombstone ep- tombstone episode, and then we jump right back into it. Yeah. And War of the Worlds makes me think, is there going to be a little bit of an illusion? Giant to- robots? Right, sure. Tom Cruise? An illusion to how we're going to bridge the gap between the dimensions with oh, the mid-season yeah. finale looming on the horizon. Looming? Why? Looming. You are just, wow. Narrative. You can't get names right, but shit. I can, I can say fucking words. I can't do fucking names. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Looming is a very impressive word. Just the way you used it. Shut up. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> Mike's like, he's not that smart. Wow. Ryan, he said, idiot. Oh, wow. He pieced together thine, but th- that's just amazing work. You're a wordsmith. You see how he's just—he's hitting both of us right now. I really no, just... I'm not. I'm making fun of Ryan for being mesmerized. Why don't by you looming. just go have some wine? <laughs> oh, wait a second, you said mesmerized. Why don't you go have some wine and get drunk, <laughs> jerk? Whatever. You don't even know Jessica's name. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> That's all right. He's going to use that one forever now. You know that, right? Yeah. Whatever. Simple Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else thoughts on this episode coming up, or do you think it's just going to be? I think it's going to be cool, man. I'm excited. This season has been nonstop. Can we just get to, to the to the Scooby-Doo episode, though? Why is this on Thanksgiving? Can somebody answer that for yeah, me? Because, what the hell is that about? fuck your family. You're going to watch the show. The CW is always taking Thanksgiving off. Yeah, can we rant about that for a second? Why are they giving us odd. episodes? Do you think they're testing the waters for like, hey, does it even matter anymore yes. when we air a show? Because We're so goddamn good. You know, you know, I would think if you are getting such heavy traffic from the app or if you wanted to push that, it doesn't matter when you release the episode really doesn't. It allows you to get more episodes in before the midseason finale, I which just, means more traffic for the app. Yeah. And if no one else is going to air on Thanksgiving, you automatically get some more viewership than you might normally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Honestly, like times and and live television, I think is a thing of the past. It the, is for it, me. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be. It, I it's it's only a day. matter of five to ten years from now where on demand or slots, nothing. Time slots aren't going to matter. It's going to be like, hey, show's, show's available. Go entire get season's it. available now. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not the entire season, because I think it'll be hard for everybody to shoot things back to back. Not everybody can do things like that. Yeah. Schedules it'll, it'll, with actors. It'll yeah. take a lot of learning. There's a learning curve there for the entire film and television right. production companies to right. all work together saying, hey, we're going to shoot all Let's of shift these. shift and do summer, and you'll get a winter season. Exactly. Because like, they're all accustomed to shooting mm-hmm. three or four months taking a break shooting yeah. three or four months and taking a break to change the way everyone does business is something entirely different so i don't think everybody will go to binging but i do think time slots will be will go the way of the dinosaur real soon yep but it seems like we're getting right back into the myth arc and it'll give us people to something to watch on thanksgiving so we'll see how that works out for them but at least we don't have to wait a whole week so that's nice. always nice yeah but that's going to do it here for us guys at Supernatural The Crossroads. We want to thank everybody who w- listened live on demand and anybody who was a part of the Jerk Bitch game, thanks to USAopoly. And we want to thank USAopoly for helping us out with that. So we will see you guys next week. Happy, have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy some Supernatural, and we'll talk to you all later. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt.